Is learning an Irish jig on your Ireland travel bucket list? If it is, I've got just the place for you to go. Just in time for St. Patrick's Day, the Kindle edition of my book, Planning the Ireland Vacation of Your Dreams, is free from March 15th through the 19th in 2022. My book is a step-by-step -step guide to planning your perfect vacation in Ireland. I begin at the beginning, when is the best time to visit Ireland, and guide you through every aspect of your trip, flights, transportation, lodging, attractions, food, and even how to save money. Planning the Ireland Vacation of Your Dreams is available in print, and it's filled with beautiful color images, and it is also available exclusively on Amazon Kindle, and like I said, free between March 15th and 19th in 2022, or you can always get it free on the Amazon Kindle Unlimited Library. Both books include access to an online resource with updated information, downloads, and even more tips. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Now, it's been about 22, three years, I think, since Riverdance kind of exploded onto, uh, onto the world and brought Irish dance to the forefront and really made it something that people were interested in and exciting. So I am really thrilled to have today with me Siobhan Manson, who is a former lead dancer with Riverdance and the owner of the Irish Dance Experience in Galway. Siobhan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I know this is going to be something that is really, really popular with my listeners. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. And I hope so. I can't wait to get people back in the studio. So the more the merrier. <laughs> so. As I said, Riverdance really brought Irish dance to the forefront and gave it a new, a new energy. Um, it was, you know, very much traditional dance, very, I mean, Irish dance has so much tradition in it when you're speaking of young dancers competing and things like that. So Riverdance brought this flash and this bling and just this whole new world and all these new eyes opening up to Irish dance. So can you talk a little bit about your time with the production? I know you were with them for quite a while. You traveled a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Riverdance definitely changed my life, that's for sure. Can you believe it's actually 20, actually, sorry, it was 25 years on the road just before the pandemic because we did a big show in Dublin in the O2, one of the big theater arena venues there, the week, I think, before lockdown. And then they went to New York and were shut down right in the middle of Broadway. Um, so that was the 25th anniversary. So, I mean, that's a testament to how popular it is that's still on the road. Um, yeah, I started when I was 18. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> um, I started off on the European company 
and I was so lucky I got to travel like you said all over the world I was there for over over 10 years and it really um it obviously completely changed my life. I mean, even with the dance experience that I do now, the only reason that I kind of had that little idea was as a result of being on tour with Riverdance. We were in Argentina uh, and we we all went to a salsa class and it was exactly, basically, I just kind of stole their idea. It was exactly what I'm doing now. They were, they were um, tango, or sorry, not salsa, tango. They were tango dancers. They were two professional tango dancers and who weren't touring anymore. And they were kind of offering this experience where you could just go and immerse yourself for an hour or two in tango. And it was amazing. And I remember thinking at the time, we don't have anything like that um, in Ireland with Irish dance because like you were saying, uh, so much of the Irish dancing in Ireland is kind of based around the competitive scene that it's hard for visitors to the country to kind of get once off classes and stuff like that. So yeah, that was all inspired by my time in Riverdance. And yeah, there's, I can't say enough positive things about it. I really, I think one of the biggest impacts that Riverdance has had is the fact that as a young dancer, when I was starting out, there was no professional outlet that you just did it up until you were probably 15 or 16. And maybe if you were lucky, you would keep it up with some maybe local performance groups or out in the pubs or whatever. But there was no kind of commercial ventures like the Irish dance shows that there are now. And that has just completely changed the whole world of dancing. So, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Oh, that's so true, because you, even here in the U.S., you can go into some Irish pubs and there might be dancers on a weekend or dancers come up on stage with the band. Um, so you do see it a whole lot more. Um, Irish festivals obviously have the dancers now um, and they're they're more front and center, I think, than they used to be. So yeah. it's really, um, really super fun now. As a mom to Irish dancers, I know how much work goes into even becoming proficient at a competition level dancing, which is just a whole nother world unto itself. But Irish dance, when it began, was it was a very common thing. It was it was something that, you know, you it was it was the entertainment at the the crossroads. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always been a really big part of our culture socially. And actually, I'm doing um, some research at the moment uh, on women's lived experience in Irish dance. I'm doing some PhD research out of the University of Limerick. And I'm doing a lot of interviews. And one thing that keeps cropping up is the social aspect. So even amongst the competitive scene, like you were saying, which is highly competitive, one thing that comes up over and over again for the teachers, for the dancers, is just the friends they made and the experiences they had. And I think that's so lovely. And that's probably a testament to the history of it, that it was once something that just brought people from the local communities together. Um, there was the dance masters back in the like 1890s, uh, or sorry, in the early, like the 18th century would have been the dance masters time. And they would bring, um, people from the local community together they would teach their own steps and that was a huge thing if there was a dance master in town everybody in the town would, get, would go out and gather together and it was a huge um, social outlet for the community um, and then yeah later on in the 1900s um, the Conra Naguelga which is uh, an organization that kind of really focused on the Irish language and dance and music and really um, kind of de-anglicizing Ireland at the time um, and that that uh, 
brought about the commission that now today still governs Irish dance. And they were the ones that kind of put the form that you would know now of the competitive form on the um, on the way we dance and the way the competitions and stuff are run. And that's and they are still here today. Like I'm a registered teacher with that organization. So yeah, there's a huge history there, but it's what I loved, what I love the most about it is that social aspect. And and my experience of it is that as well, even the friends I made when I then went on to dance professionally are lifelong friends and my friends from my dance class are lifelong friends. And yeah, it's a really big part of our culture still today. Oh, how fun. So I, I think that every, I mean, it, it's just funny because for years I have had people ask me, where can I learn Irish dance when I'm in Ireland? And there really weren't any places because it is so highly regulated in the competitions that you know, to, to teach somebody who's not a dancer um, just didn't make sense or I, I'm not exactly sure why, but it was just never a thing. And it was so hard to find somebody who would be willing to teach a bunch of left footed people how to do a little bit of Irish social dancing. So when you launched the Irish dance experience just right before the pandemic, um, <laughs> I was so excited to see it and I'm so thrilled that that you're still here and and ready to take on um, just all the people who are going to want to do this because I know it's super popular when people come to Ireland, they want to see it and they want to learn a few steps. So tell us a little bit about the Irish dance experience there in Galway. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that because it, it definitely was kind of, I took a risk, I feel, at the start. I was like, is this something anybody's going to want to do? Because like you said, it didn't, that kind of form didn't exist. And it probably is, like you said, because the com the competitive um, dance classes are so competitive and they are geared towards the competitions that, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And the studios are so busy with, with the kids and all that. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of thought, but people would ask where can I see and see dance hear music and there would be shows around the place but they always wanted to try as well I actually remember when we were in Dublin doing Riverdance and the Gaiety so every year Riverdance do a show in Dublin or they did pre-pandemic I think they're back again this year hopefully um and before they had started that, people used to come to Ireland and be like, where can we see Riverdance? And I used to be like, well, we're, we're, I'm just off an American tour, actually. You know, so they'd come from America to see Riverdance in Ireland. And, it, and obviously we were on tour. So it was a bit like that. And when I first kind of dreamt it up after um, being at that experience in Argentina, I was kind of worried that it wouldn't take off. But it was really, really well received. And it's really good fun. Um, yeah, so I hope that whenever people come, that they come and check us out and it's, it's, it's a good time. So now, obviously, when people come in, they're not going to be learning the big leaps. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's a difference between traditional Irish set dancing mm -hmm. and performance dancing. So yeah. what kinds of things can people expect to learn and come okay. away with after, after a session with you? Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. So uh, people come in and a lot of people come in and they're like, I've never danced. I'm, I'm, you know, my friend has dragged me along and I, I've never danced before. And everybody comes away being able to dance, river dance. Like I teach, so I do a little bit of Kaylee dancing, which is our group dancing. That's kind of like the set dancing that you mentioned before. Um, 
So if I have a big group, that's always good fun. And that's a really good introduction because you learn a, a very basic step called a one, two, three that you can use then in all the dances that we do. So that's great crack. So we start off with that and I'll ease everybody in gently. And I always say you can do as little or as much as you like. So we do that. And then after that, we'll do a bit of brush dancing, which is good fun. So Shano's dancing is our oldest style of dancing. And one of the kind of signature uh, dances they have is the brush dance. So if you've seen kind of even pictures of old Ireland or in, especially in a lot of the commercial shows now, there'll be someone doing a Shano's brush dance. So again, it's just, we use that same one, two, three step. And that's always, I think, a highlight for people. They like to take videos of their friends and stuff falling over the brush. (laughs) But, uh, and then after that, we, I always end up doing a little bit of river dance and people People can do it, I promise. You think you wouldn't be able to, but they really can. And we I always do that bit at the very end where that kind of iconic, um, you know, postcard moment of all the dancers in a line at the end. So you go away with that step. So oh, it's fun. good. How fun. So I know that people are going to want to know how do they book into this? Where can they, um, you know, website, social, where can they get more inspiration, learn a little bit more about what you have going on and, yeah, uh, and make sure they can book. Yeah. So I have a website. So the Irish and you can book through Eventbrite on that. And, but if there's, uh, if you need to get in touch with me, please do, because I can kind of cater to different groups. Cause uh, one of the things is people come in and out of Galway quite quickly, you know, they'll come in for a day. And so we can always adapt that time and stuff of the class and also you can find us on instagram at the at irish dance experience and that's one that i kind of update regularly so that's good to keep an eye on and facebook too irish dance experience as well perfect so i mentioned at the beginning you are in galway um Mm -hmm. galway like you said it's a popular spot people are in and out of galway um so when they're visiting what are like three things that you think that they need to really take note of and make sure that they're uh, considering during their time in Galway? Yeah, this is an interesting question because Galway is a really kind of vibey town. And I know myself from traveling a lot that I love to just kind of get a vibe of a city. So whether it's like sitting with a coffee and people watching, um and Galway is quite small so you can get a lot done very quickly and people do they really do but I think if I had to pick one thing that people might overlook I would say if it's a nice day head for the Spanish Arch which will be on every list to-do list in Galway the Spanish Arch and walk from the Spanish Arch to Salt Hill so to our diving tower which is called Black Rock now it's probably 20 minute, half an hour walk, but it's all along the coast. You get to look back from the Clada, which is a really famous um, part of Galway and look at the long walk, which is a beautiful row of old houses. Again, it's one of those postcard Galway pictures and definitely take a dip in the sea when you get to either Ladies Beach or Black Rock. So they're the two kind of swimming hotspots and there's always people in and out and there'll be, there'll always be locals. So make sure you try that out for sure. And then I think if, I was to pick something else. I, I'd say, actually, I know now I'm obviously biased as a as a live performer, but if you can get a live performance gig in Galway, like there's always great acts coming in and out. There's always festivals on. It's a real festival town. If you could get a, a, a gig in or a play or something, it'd be really worthwhile as well. 
Excellent. I have never had anybody recommend swimming, going for a swim in <laughs> Ireland. Um, I know it's something that we've done and the water's chilly, um, yes. <laughs> but uh, it is invigorating. That's for sure. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a huge thing now since the pandemic in Ireland. Everybody's sea swimming because obviously we're so small that most of our towns are coastal. So, yeah, it's really, really big thing in Galway at the moment. Like, honestly, you wouldn't be down even now. It was snowing today and I guarantee there was people in and out of the water all day. That's so fun. <laughs> well, Siobhan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me to share a little bit about the Irish dance experience. I am so thrilled to bring this information to my listeners because I know that this is going to quickly rise to the top of so many travel um, itineraries. Just sounds like so much fun. Well, I can't wait. I really can't wait now to get back into it this summer and can't wait to see everybody. I don't know about you, but I have two left feet and I cannot wait to visit Siobhan and try her Irish dance experience. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can't leave a podcast review on your app, leave a review on the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page or take a screenshot and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations on Instagram with a few kind words. As always, I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And until next time, Slime Before.